the Cake and Jason podcast, a once a week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking it places, or remembering what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. I am your host and bestie, Jen Coleslaw, coming to you from the Sola suburbs of Northern Virginia. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Sidecar. I figured since it's been a year since I started the podcast, we'd start a whole new season of Sidecar. I'm contemplating making Sidecar its own podcast for when the second season of Two Chocolate Cakes is ready, because not everyone is a fan of both, but I need to figure out the logistics of moving all the Sidecar episodes over to their own feed. And if anyone knows how to do that, please let me know. I'm currently hosting the podcasts over on Anchor. So, it finally snowed yesterday. I was so excited. For like 10 minutes! Big, fat, fluffy snow the size of frosted flakes. It would have been nice if it snowed all day long, but it didn't. And now it is in the 50s, and it was sunny today, and the forsythia is blooming in the front yard. And as I drive through the neighborhood, I'm seeing lots of daffodils and crocuses and grape hyacinths blooming in other people's yards. It seems so early, but the weather is going to do what it's going to do. Climate change. Am I right? Spoiler alert. I'm right. Speaking of climate change, as we're getting to the end of February and the beginning of March and the legislative session is mercifully wrapped up, I will be doing more outreach events for the job job, and I thought I'd give you a little peek into the behind the curtain on what that looks like for me. So as you can imagine, I'm a talker. I like to talk, and I like to have a live audience. I don't really love Zoom presentations because it's impossible to see whether people are paying attention or how they are reacting to what I'm saying. I like to see all those reactions so I can pivot as needed. I also talk with my hands a lot, and I like to walk around while I'm talking, which is really hard to do online. So depending on the subject matter, I have either a 15-slide PowerPoint or a combination of PowerPoint and an analog speech. For an event I'm doing at a senior living facility next month, it's all analog. So what I'll do is I'll bring a tote full of things that I've tried out in my own household, reusable food containers that are glass or stainless steel or silicone, uh, examples of environmentally conscientious cleaning supplies. I have a whole table of stuff that people can look at, touch, feel, open, close, and try out. Some of those items, while they're reusable, so they're cheaper in the long run than buying disposables all the time, are still more expensive up front. So I want people to see what they'd be buying if they made the switch. And some things that are on the market are just scams. And so we'll talk about those things and things that don't work, what greenwashing is, and then I leave lots of time for questions. I don't want to sound too much like a braggart, but I do know a lot about a lot of things. So in about an hour or so, we can cover a lot of ground. And if I don't know the answer, I write down the question and promise to get back to them with an answer. One of the biggest discussion points that we have here in Northern Virginia, where the median household income is $133,000, 
is usually around quality of life issues, because when you're living in one of the wealthiest suburbs in the country, you're not worrying about whether your drinking water is clean. So there's a lot of complaining about things like litter, which, do not get me wrong, is an issue, but is an issue because people who make $133,000 a year buy a lot of disposable crap that ultimately turns into litter because in a place like Northern Virginia, which has grown very, very fast, the infrastructure around solid waste management has not grown as fast. There aren't enough dumpsters, trash cans, recycling bins, trash trucks, trash truck drivers to deal with all of this garbage and trash that people around here, and honestly anywhere, generate. So litter and trash is something we talk about a lot, but no one is willing to do anything about it. So what I try to impress upon people is the need to generate less trash. So my talk is usually called Use Less Stuff. And talking with elders is actually pretty easy because they remember the days before paper towels and endless, seemingly free plastic grocery bags. And talking to 20-somethings is easy because they want things to be different. The hardest generation is my own and maybe 15 years on either side. They love the convenience and they are not willing to make the sacrifices. And I'm being overly general here. This is just my experience here in Northern Virginia. A good example of this is a story I like to tell people about when I first moved down here. I've been here for almost 15 years now. The traffic is really, really bad heading in and out of DC in the mornings and the evenings. It's usually the one of the top three worst places to drive in the country. So at some point, uh, one lane on the big highways, whether it was 66 or it was 495, uh, they were given over either to high occupancy toll or high occupancy vehicle lanes, meaning that you either um, needed two people in your car to drive in that lane or you paid a toll if you drove in it by yourself. But if you had um, two people, you didn't pay the toll. But this was the the catch. If you had a hybrid vehicle like a Prius or a, um, a Nissan Leaf or a Honda Insight, you could drive in the HOV lane all by yourself. And I knew so many people who would leave their giant Suburban or their Toyota 4Runner or whatever their big gas guzzler was home during the week for their drive to Arlington or the Pentagon or DC. And they got a Prius so they could drive in the HOV lane by themselves without penalty. Bought a whole new car just for the convenience. Didn't trade in the big car for a fuel efficient car, just bought a third or fourth car for the household. Makes me crazy. Anyway, that's not a thing that, that, that people um, can take advantage of now because that, that deal has sunsetted. Anyway, as much as I love public speaking, I often long for an audience that really cares about the issues at hand, who listen to what I have to say, who believe me, um, even if it's inconvenient to their comfortable way of life here in the cushy suburbs, and who are inclined to make those changes and pressure lawnmakers to make policy that protect air and water for everybody. Speaking of that, 
I will be in a three-day training on community-based social marketing, which is basically trying to talk people into behavioral changes to save the world, which honestly is a fool's errand. But with policy and legislative changes, it can be useful. All alone, though, counting on people to skip straws to save the planet, not going to happen. One of my favorite interview questions when I'm hiring new staff right after, what's your favorite snack? Star Wars or Star Trek? And who's the best Chris? Is what do you think works better to change behavior in our industry of environmental education and advocacy? Positive reinforcement or policy and legislative action, meaning that change happens by law and not by choice. And candidates who believe that it is nuanced and that it is a combination of the two because they aren't quite sure what the right answer is, are the candidates who get asked back. In other news, Wednesday is March 1st, and you know what to do. Rabbit, 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 first thing in the morning. If you go to bed before midnight on Tuesday, but wake up after midnight on Wednesday morning, then you can say it in the middle of the night and roll over and go back to sleep. And then when you wake up at 6.45 a.m. and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Did I say rabbit, rabbit? Then say it again when you wake up just for good measure. I mean, honestly, it can't hurt, right? So if you need to say it twice, say it twice. That's what I usually do uh, because I wake up every two hours. Uh, falls, go to sleep around 10, and then I wake up every two hours until it's time to get up. In other other news, don't forget to get your sugar snap pea pods for pea planting day on the 17th of March, which is traditional pea planting day. You want to get them with enough time to soak them overnight to prep your planting space. Um, and you can also plant sweet peas at the same time. You'll also want to soak them overnight as well. It's been so nice out here, even with the 20 minutes of snow yesterday, and our neighbors with the drone who we met last month, who also had the mariachi band a few years ago, are celebrating a birthday in their backyard, and they have a piñata, and I wish I was invited. I love piñatas, and birthday parties, and cake. So if you can hear other noises while I'm recording this, that's what that is. There's no place I can really go in the house that is quiet enough when other people are having fun in my neighborhood. And that's fine. <sighs> okay, so on the off chance that you're local to me, we will be doing a very low stakes social event outside in March on the 19th at Aslan Beer in Herndon called Birds and Beers. Get it? Make birds and bees, but birds and beers. I know I made that up. We'll be building out a pollinator way station and planting about two pounds of specially mixed pollinator and butterfly supportive plant seeds that I got uh, from a specialty um, meadow making company out of Pennsylvania and putting up about six solitary bee bungalows. Plus there will be beer and probably pizza. Our big Earth Days event will be at the same place about a month later on the 16th of April, and that will be an all-day event with lots of vendors, and um, I think we're going to do axe throwing, and there'll be a unicorn there like there was last year. So if you have littles who would like to meet a unicorn, I recommend they come down, uh, and I think we're going to do some face painting too. Um, you can hit me up at twochocolatecakes at gmail.com if you want more information, or you can DM me on the socials. Both of these events are free. They're, they're very family friendly. Uh, they're also dog friendly. 
Okay, so that's about the news from here. So how about we launch ourselves into the March food holidays? Let's do a quick wrap up of the end of February. Today is pistachio day. It's also chili day. Monday is strawberry day and Kahlua day. Not sure I'd mix them together, however. Um, and Tuesday is chocolate souffle day. Don't forget that Tuesday is also international spay day. Okay, March, here we come. Good news, everyone. It's the month you've all been waiting for. National Celery Month. It's also National Flower Month, National Frozen Food Month, National Nutrition Month, National Noodle Month, National Peanut Month, National Sauce Month, National Caffeine Awareness Month. Oh my gosh. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't totally looking forward to Celery Month. Wednesday, March 1st is Peanut Butter Lover's Day, and I am definitely a peanut butter lover. I love peanut butter cups, peanut butter M&Ms, Funny Bones, which are chocolate cake bars with peanut butter filling, Little Debbie's Nutty Bars, peanut butter cookies, and of course, peanut butter. I feel like peanut butter lovers should get a whole month, though. It's also Hotel Slipper Day, and honestly, I find hotel slippers to be very dry, so I do not eat them. Wednesday is fruit compote day as well. And the difference between fruit compote and jam is that compote is fruit that's cooked down with sugar and maybe a savory ingredient or two like rosemary or black pepper, um, maybe even hot pepper. But the fruit is often left pretty whole or at least very chunky. Whereas jam, the fruit is crushed or blended so that it spreads easily. Maybe hotel slippers would be better eaten if they were filled with fruit compote and peanut butter, but as you know, I do not make the rules. March 1st is also Welsh Corgi Day, and let me give you a little spoiler from season three of Two Chocolate Cakes. I spent more than three weeks in Wales, and I saw all of one corgi. There are more corgis in my neighborhood here in Northern Virginia than there are in all of Wales, I'm sure of it. So do with that information what you will. And speaking of Wales, today is also St. David's Day, the patron saint of Wales, and the only native-born saint from Britain or Ireland, which is a factoid that I read, but I am not 100% sure of its veracity, because just a few weeks or so ago, I talked about St. Bridget, who is supposedly born to a Druid slave, and I'm pretty sure St. Patrick was born in Ireland. So even if, I, even if Ireland was held in Roman occupation at the time, it was still Ireland. Anyway, maybe someone will enlighten me about the logistics of this. In the meantime, plan to have Welsh cakes, leeks, and Welsh rarebit on Wednesday, plus wear a daffodil on your lapel to celebrate St. David's Day. Thursday is a favorite of mine, banana cream pie day. And I'd like to know why Wegmans doesn't have a banana cream pie. I think they used to have one, but we have a vendor at the farmer's market that makes the most exquisite banana cream pie with dark chocolate sauce. Not really sauce, not really like a pudding. It's dampish, but I don't know. It's like a, I, don't know, it's, I guess it's sort of like a dark chocolate pudding on the very, very bottom of the pie crust. And then a very rich banana cream filling. And I'm looking forward to seeing her back at the farmer's market. She usually takes the winter off, but the spring farmer's market will be open in a month or so. And I can't wait. We haven't been going to the farmer's market much this winter, probably because I spend so much time at the animal hospital on the weekends. 
uh, doing volunteer work up there. Thursday is also International Rescue Cat Day, and Pete, Mimi, Big Sugar, Murder Kitten, Sister Helen, and Clown Shoes, and all the cats that came before them all say rescue kitties are the best kitties. And if you want to celebrate with them, you can buy your own kitties, a catnip banana, and some bonito flakes, and a canister of meat tubes like churros. They love those. Or an Egg McMuffin, seeing how it is also Egg McMuffin Day, and Pete loves himself some Egg McMuffins. And honestly, so do I. I prefer them with just egg and cheese and muffin, though no meat. I don't I don't like I don't like breakfast meat from McDonald's. Anyway, speaking of rescue cats and breakfast meat, Friday is if cats had thumbs day. And Sister Helen and Murder Kitten would like to remind you that they do in fact have thumbs, which they use for evil every single day of the year. Friday is also National Cold Cut Day, and it probably surprises you that I love cold cuts. Well, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't surprise you. Does anything surprise you about me? Anywho, my favorite buffet lunch is cold cut make your own sandwich buffet. And I have to tell you that my favorite cold cut these days is this low sodium boar's head turkey that I get at the grocery store. It's so good with Swiss cheese on a soft roll. It's what I have for lunch a few times a week. And I am not someone who has to watch her sodium intake, but the lower sodium turkey is just tastier. So try it out if you're a turkey sandwich person. It's also mulled wine day. And of course, it is not the right season for mulled wine, so I don't even know why it's on this calendar. So instead, I say celebrate Moscow Mule Day. And I love pineapple Moscow mules, which I have quite infrequently because I just don't drink that much. But I also have a non-alcoholic version of it, which I call Into the Volcano because it's virgin Moscow mule, which is limeade, ginger beer, seltzer, plus pineapple juice. And it's so delicious and refreshing, especially on a warm day. Saturday, the 4th of March is National Pound Cake Day, and I love pound cake. I love the lemon pound cake at Starbucks, but I won't buy from there because they bust too many unions. And until they clean that shit up, they're dead to me. But lemon pound cake is pretty easy to make. I also make an excellent blueberry pound cake. But I'm going to be honest with you, the pound cake at the grocery store is very good. It's hard to screw up a pound cake, I'll be honest. If you have never toasted pound cake or grilled it and then put some fruit and ice cream on it, now is a good time to do that. Oh, and don't forget to add chocolate sauce. March 5th is Absinthe Day, which I've never had because I'm afraid of losing my mind. But I bet Jen and Ingo have had some cocktails of the week with absinthe. We'll have to ask them. It is definitely a really beautiful color, and the myths around it are really interesting. And I love anise, so maybe I'd like to try it in very, 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 very small dose. And speaking of Jen, it is also Metal Finisher's Day, and honestly, she never saw a race she didn't finish. And I wonder how much all of those medals weigh that she has. Finally, Sunday the 5th is Cheese Doodle Day. And while I don't eat a lot of cheese doodles now, it's only because I forget how much I love them. I will sometimes buy a bag of the crunchy Cheetos from the vending machine at work, but those big, fat, fluffy cheese doodles, also known as yellow worms, as Kath and I called them, when we were growing up and eating our meals at whatever bar my father took us to, were a staple between pinball and, ball and those bar shuffleboard games. I love those cheese doodles. 
Okay, that's a wrap. Please remember that if you'd like extra content, the occasional poem, a postcard when I travel, you can join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash two chocolate cakes. Um, Patreons also have access to all the recipes that I talk about uh, and other stuff. And it also helps me immensely when you just rate and share the podcast. We've had a bit of a plateau here as far as listenership, and I'd love... And I absolutely love you all, but I'd love it if there were just a few more of you. So please keep talking it up with your therapist, your dentist, and your arborist. And until next week, please remember, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Love you. Love you.